This is the Care to Change podcast, where we discuss practical solutions for positive change. We appreciate that you've chosen to join us. Today, you'll be listening to a conversation our director, April Bordeaux, has with one of our Care to Change therapists, Brittany Smith, to discuss intimacy as part of our marriage topic series. As always, we hope to continue to foster practical solutions for positive change. Welcome back to the podcast. I am Brittany Smith, and today I have a special treat. I get to interview the boss, April Bordeaux. So thank you, April, for this opportunity. I feel like it's a dream come true. Yeah. (laughs) We'll see how this goes, right? Yeah. Uh, So today we're going to be talking about intimacy and marriage. And before we start, I'm obviously not married, but as we've talked about before in my life, I like to look up to people and have people that I talk to about different topics. And so you are one of those people. We've talked a lot Mm -hmm. about marriage and what things look like. And so this is a special treat today to be able to sit here and interview you about this topic. So if you would Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about why Care to Change? Why did you start Care to Change? And um, what are your specialties here? What are the things that you love to do most? Yeah. So marriage is one of those. Um, so just to give you a, a quick background, um, obviously my bio, like all of ours is on the website so people can read those, but, um, <clears throat> I've been married for 22 years and, um, with my husband a little bit longer than that, I, um, know that without the grace of God, I would, I would single-handedly ruin my marriage. So, um, it's not, we haven't made it 22 years because I'm, a therapist. I have people say, Oh, it must be nice being married to a therapist. And I wish my husband were sitting here so he could shake his head and say, no, actually that might make it harder. Um, in some respects. So I've been married, um, 22 years and we started care to change me and, um, Dave Blanford, um, six or seven years ago, six years ago, and I've lost count, but Really, we knew that there were families who were hurting, marriages that were suffering, kids who needed help, parents that needed help. Um, and we, Dave and I met, you know, 20, almost 20 years ago and um, in a different, in a different capacity and we're in a fa- helping families in that capacity as well. And during that time, we were looking for therapists who were trained and experienced, um, had science, so had training in specifically um, in, in services that made a difference that we knew would be effective, but also based their work on what the scripture says. And so we wanted professionals that we were looking for professionals who were trained um, in their area of expertise that weren't generalists, that use the scripture for their foundation and had experience. And it was hard to find anyone. And the, the ones that we found, um, were booked, booked for months and months and months. And we know that when families need help, they need it right away. And so we embarked on this journey of finding, um, we started just doing a little bit of market research and talking with church leaders and businesses and others in the community. And everyone said, yes, this is definitely a need. And so we just really, we, and then we started talking with people who had private practices across the country, Mm -hmm. um, uh, in Texas, Oklahoma, Ohio, 
um, different places and just said, if you were going to start a practice um, from the ground up, what would you want to include? What would yeah. you want to make sure? And started reading articles and all of that. And out of that, Care to Change was, Change was born. And um, so grateful we have a, you know, I'm, I'm partial, but I love this team <laughs> yeah. of people that are assembled together, you being one of them. And and so why? Because we know families are hurting. Mm-hmm. Um, we know marriages are suffering. We know parents are exhausted. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we need to give them practical solutions for positive change. Yeah. Right. Based Absolutely. on scripture, we need, we need to, we, people need that. Mm-hmm. And so I believe in families. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I know my background is as a therapist, uh, I graduated, um, with my master's, um, in the early nineties, <laughs> in the early nineties count. So, um, I don't know what the, the years are, but you know, 25 years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, this is just really what I love and, and know and do. And so I'm glad to be here to talk about this topic of marriage because I know if people aren't talking about it, it's affecting us yeah. in one way or another. That's good. So I guess just to start, in your um, years with in a marriage and also working with marriages, why is this topic important? Mm-hmm. So if we, if for those who are listening, the... Our, the state of our country, right? If we look at culture, not to get too big, I don't want to get too broad and then lose listeners, but mm-hmm. the reality is we are only as strong as a nation um, as we are in our families. Mm-hmm. And if our families are fractured or falling apart, our nation will follow. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I see it mm-hmm. and I know too many people that when they announce that they're getting divorced, all their closest friends around them are shocked. Yeah. Or worse yet, they're not shocked, but never did anything about it. Yeah. And so I think we owe it to our community, mm-hmm. um, our schools, our our state. Our co- really, it's it's we owe it to our country to build strong families. And yeah. strong families begin with strong marriages. Yeah. That's good. That's good. So why why intimacy? Mm-hmm. Because, um, so when you ask me about, you know, who do I see? I really, I really specialize. I started specializing with children and, um, brain development and children and trauma. That's really where I started almost 30 years ago studying and, and, um, then realized that the way to have a real impact on children was to work with, um, parents. Mm-hmm. So sort of shifted into parents, working with parents and children and then realized, well, as parents, you're not going to have a, a, an impact on your children unless your marriage is solid. Mm-hmm. So as I've gotten older, I've shifted from mm-hmm. working with the kids to working with the parents. And now my I just have an all-time love working with marriages. And I have to, and like I started today, you know, it's not because I have a perfect marriage and we get it and we get it right all the time. Mm-hmm. It's because I know what I bring to the table in my marriage. Mm-hmm. And now being with my husband for over 20 years, I know what he brings to the table in the marriage. Mm-hmm. And if we are left to our own devices, the marriage wouldn't sustain. And so people need tools. Um, and um, the reason why I chose this topic of intimacy is something I would talk about is because we're not talking about it. Okay. Nobody wants to talk about intimacy. Mm-hmm. They want to talk about arguing. They want to talk about affairs. They want to talk about abuse. They want to talk about debt. 
all valid, mm-hmm. all valid things. Yeah. But all of it affects intimacy. Okay. And intimacy is really what sets a marriage relationship apart from any other relationship. Mm-hmm. It's in the context of a marriage is where you find true intimacy. It's supposed to represent mm-hmm. God and his love for the church. Mm-hmm. And so this very topic that Christians don't want to talk about, this topic of intimacy mm-hmm. is where I think we're really getting attacked the most. Mm-hmm. It's the one place, it's the one area that makes, because you can have a, a partner, you can, you can have a roommate, you can even co-parent, mm-hmm. but intimacy is what sets the marriage relationship apart from any mm-hmm. other relationship. Mm-hmm. And people don't call us often because they're saying, um, I don't feel intimate with my husband mm-hmm. or my wife. They're calling us because they're saying, I can't stand him or mm-hmm. um, this is what he's just done or I've just caught her doing mm-hmm. this or um, whatever it is. Yeah. And so that's why intimacy is um, important to me. Yeah. So if... How would somebody know that this was a problem? How would they know that intimacy is the real issue, right? Because mm-hmm. what you said was people always say, oh, we're fighting or, oh, this is going on. Mm-hmm. But then you're you're kind of saying, well, that root of that is intimacy. Mm-hmm. So how do people know? Mm-hmm. I can ask the question. I can say um, to a couple, what does marriage mean to you? So if you're listening to this and you're in a marriage or you're hoping to get married, ask yourself the question, well, what does marriage mean? mean to you um it would before randy and i got married we went to premarital counseling and our that we went with the pastor and then we went with the secular counselor we did two at the same time and one of them said ask us the question why do you want to get married and why now mm-hmm. so what does marriage mean to you why did why are you married right now and sometimes when people are describing their marriage they're describing it as a friend where they can hang out with. They're describing it as a co-parent. They're describing it as a roommate, as a good partner. You know, we, my husband and I laughed when we first got married because we call it the great half-off sale. Like all of a sudden, both your incomes come together. You split the cost of the of your housing and your utilities and all this bill. And all of a sudden, it's like this is like the great half-off sale. Everything's half. Um, so when you put all your money together, mm-hmm. um, and so that gives me a good indicator. You know, do they? are they, what's, what's happening with intimacy? I'll tell you when I see Mm -hmm. couples, I ask, where are you sleeping? And when was the last time you were intimate? Mm -hmm. Um, I ask the question straight up because I don't need surprises down the way. People are coming in, they're paying, they want to know. So I say, tell me, um, I will ask about abuse. I'll ask about porn use. I'll I'll, I'll ask it right at the very beginning because I feel like we need to get it out on the table Mm -hmm. to know what we're looking at. And, um, intimacy is, the core and i don't when i i, I want to just define intimacy for you because it's not a sexual act mm-hmm. it's the intimacy in the relationship it's mm-hmm. what makes your relationship different than any other sex can be part of that but that isn't the definition of intimacy in this context mm-hmm. so i want to make sure i i have that you know i want to put that out there yeah. at the beginning too yeah so yeah so what do, how they fix it? Yeah, yeah. So I think I think what what if if we could if I were gonna put a picture and I don't know how to create a visual in the listeners' minds, but if you would imagine you and your your partner or soon to be partner or spouse currently you're in a boat 
and you're traveling down a stream toward intimacy. So imagine you and your partner's in this, and there's this stream, and you're you're heading towards intimacy. Um, first of all, I would want to define intimacy between the husband and the wife. Like, mm-hmm. what? How do you know that this relationship is special? But in general terms, when you're there are things that block. So there are sort of like dams along the way mm-hmm. that would stop you from having a fulfilling, intimate relationship. Mm-hmm. And that can be situational or circumstantial. Things like sickness, um, having children, moving, losing your job. The things that are circumstantial. Things that ha- you can choose or maybe not choose. Those create dams for intimacy. Mm-hmm. The question is... How will you and your spouse go over that dam to continue moving, right? Mm -hmm. How will you move that dam so you can continue moving toward intimacy? So there are circumstantial things that Mm -hmm. would stop you from getting to intimacy. Circumstantial things are things like um, loss of a job, having children, moving, um, things that happen in life. And the question is, it can affect it, but it doesn't have to completely stop it. Right. Then there are these underlying things that I want to talk about really that affect intimacy. And so I would ask the question, do you want the kind of marriage you saw growing up? Mm, That's good. So if you were raised in a single home, you weren't raised where there was a husband and and wife. Mm -hmm. If you were raised in a home that there was a lot of fighting, if you were raised in a home where there was abuse or addiction or adultery or any of these... The question is, do you want the same relationship that you saw as you were growing up? And about nine and a half times out of 10, the answer is no, no, not at all. Yeah. Well, unless you are a marriage and family therapist Mm -hmm. or went to school to be a, a therapist of some sort, chances are you didn't go to school to learn how to be a husband or a wife. Mm hmm. No one said, we're going to teach you communication 101. No one said, we're going to teach you <laughs> yeah. conflict resolution 101. Yeah. No one said, we're going to teach you forgiveness 101. You heard forgiveness from the pew, mm-hmm. um, which sounds very trite, like forgive because God forgives you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then when real stuff happens in life, what does that actually mean? Yeah. Uh, and so your fallback, our natural fallback is where we came from. And no matter what we say, I will never <clears throat> fill in the blank as a wife. Or I would never fill in the blank as a husband. Yeah. When when we learn what we're taught, we bring that to the table. And if you add any sort of adverse childhood experience, mm-hmm. now you're bringing baggage into yeah. this marriage. So now it's me, an imperfect person, mm-hmm. plus my baggage of what's happened to me, plus I was raised in a single home. Um, so I'm bringing what I saw in a single home yeah. with the mom who raised four kids, plus whatever it was that happened to me, plus my natural human brokenness into mm-hmm. this marriage. I've just said, this is what I'm bringing. Yeah. And my husband, he, he was, his parents are still married, so he, he learned what he learned from his parents, and he brings his experiences, and he says, this is... And now we have these two and and... We now have to figure out how to go through all of this baggage that we've brought in. Yeah. And people say, I don't know why my marriage didn't last. Mm-hmm. Well, nobody teaches. And so really what marriage counseling is and marriage therapy is, is un is unlearning yeah. the things that you don't want to continue 
um, learning how to communicate, conflict resolution, and forgiveness. So when you say what are the dams or the stoppers to this intimacy, mm-hmm. um, what you're bringing in is one. The mm-hmm. value system that you're bringing in, your go-to, mm-hmm. how your brain has been trained is one. Then you have this area of communication. We're not taught how to communicate. We're not taught I statements. Yeah. We're not taught how to identify our emotions and what our underlying need is for how we behave. Mm-hmm. What's the underlying need behind that? And so we're forced to try to get our needs met Yeah. in the context of the relationship, which can in and of itself be unhealthy. Yeah. So there's communication, which becomes a barrier to intimacy. Mm-hmm. Expectations, right? Yeah. One of the things I'll ask when we get to, you know, for couples that are going through a whole series of, of sessions, there's a session, session specifically on intimacy mm-hmm. and just asking the question, how often do you think you should have sex mm-hmm. separately? Have them write down on a piece of paper yeah. and then have it to reveal. Well, what if one of them thinks it's, you know, however many times a week and the other one's going by the month? Yeah. Their expectations don't even match. Right. Um, so what, and that's, that's just as it relates to sex. There's, and how much do you think you need to have in savings? Yeah. How many times do you need to date? How often do you need to go on vacations? Mm-hmm. How are you going to raise your kids? Do your kids go to public school or private? Mm-hmm. Like there's so many expectations that you bring. So mm-hmm. there's, there's your baggage. There's the expectation. Then there's this element of communicating, getting needs met. And then you add on conflict resolution because we're humans. Mm-hmm. We're going to disagree on something. Yeah. We're going to disagree on how much money needs to be in the bank. How mm-hmm. much can we spend? What can we spend it on? Mm-hmm. We're going to disagree on how many kids to have, when to have kids, mm-hmm. how to raise them, what their responsibility should be. Mm-hmm. We're going to disagree on what a, a, a typical work day should be mm-hmm. for both of us. Who's working more hours? Yeah. We're going to, there's all these opportunities for disagreement. Mm-hmm. There will be conflict in marriage. Yeah. I almost hear you saying that intimacy, like the, the saying is love makes a marriage and it's like Mm-mm. intimacy makes a marriage right. because it's not how many times are we having sex each week? It's what, how are we mm-hmm. functioning behind closed doors? Right. Because there are lots of people that come in and say, this is how, this is the frequency from which I'm having sex. Mm-hmm. There's no intimacy in the marriage. Yeah. And so there's so much more wrapped around that. And yeah. then, you know, so you're talking about your baggage, you're talking about your expectation, you're talking about your communication, you're talking about conflict resolution. And then there's this element because we're human and we don't behave properly always mm-hmm. and we make mistakes, we have to say, I need to now work on forgiveness. Yeah. Now, forgiveness because you forgot to bring milk home. Mm-hmm. is very different than forgiveness because I have a porn problem. Yeah. Right? Or forgiveness because I just found out that, you know, so-and-so is having an affair. That all of a sudden, what does forgiveness really mean? Mm-hmm. That's very different. And yeah. so we're not taught the steps of forgiveness. There are, se- mm-hmm. there are steps to actually forgiving someone, not just speaking the words and trying to push it on. Yeah. And so when you talk about, when we talk about intimacy, this is all a part of creating an environment that fosters intimacy. And any of these things can create a barrier to getting to that path. Yeah. And so what I would say to listeners, if you're thinking about getting married, Mm -hmm. go to someone. Um, We recommend the Prepare and Rich or the Simbus. Several of us are trained in in both of those Mm -hmm. for uh, marriage. Be prepared to go through hard work. Yeah. You know, when my husband and I went through premarital counseling, we used to prepare and rich even all those years ago. And 
there were days we went home and didn't want to speak to each other. We were so angry with each other. But yeah. we were getting it out on the table. Yeah, that's we good. We knew what our hot spots were going to be, and it, it proved to be true throughout our yeah. marriage. We still have them. Yeah. Um, but then if you're in a marriage and you're listening, it's probably because you're wondering about this whole intimacy thing. Mm-hmm. And there's all of these things that can stop someone from being intimate with your with your spouse. And yeah. if you're like, yep, yeah, that's me. I don't know what to do. To, to say it's okay. It, it doesn't mean there's something faulty or broken. Mm-hmm. It means you weren't given the tool. Yeah. You weren't given the tool. You are falling back on is it the kind of relationship your parents had. Yeah. And if you're good. one of the 9.5 out of 10 people that right. say no way, <laughs> well, that's the reason right. why. So come in and let us give you some tips. Yeah. So thank you, April. So I feel like we just got to the tip of the iceberg here in our conversation. But before I... Um, you know, before we go, I want you to kind of give them a couple resources or some things that helped you, um, in this or that you give to your clients. Sure. Um, there's so many books on marriage. Um, I I think boundaries in marriage is a really good one to start. The art of marriage is another one, um, that I would lean on. The five love languages is an important one, um, to know how your spouse gives and receives love. That's important. Mm -hmm. Um, those are probably, and the power of a praying, whether it's power of a praying mm. wife or power of a praying husband, yeah, those are good ones as well. So, those are good um, you know, I ask a couple if they come in and they're arguing about something, if, if, if they're a couple of faith and they know that God is in their relationship, all you know, well, when was the last time you prayed about this? When did you ask her? Mm-hmm. And if they haven't met me with prayer, then, you know, I can give them all kinds of counsel, but it ultimately it's between them and God. Mm-hmm. And so... Prayer is key. So um, power of a praying wife, power of praying husband, the art of marriage, boundaries, five love languages. Those are all great yeah. resources just to stock your library yeah, with. Yeah, those are great. So we'll have those resources available for you uh, in the show notes uh, and on YouTube. So I just want to say thank you for this opportunity. It's yeah. been a blessing to yeah. be able to interview you a little bit and pick your brain about something that you care about here. Yeah. Um if you uh, are in need of any help, please contact us at Care to Change. Uh, you can email us. You can um, the care line number is in the show notes as well. Uh, if you have questions about marriage, please send us those. We will answer those in a later podcast of a Q and A for at the end of our marriage series. So, thank you so much for joining us today, and we hope to see you again soon. You've been listening to the Care to Change podcast, where we discuss practical solutions for positive change. Don't forget to view the show notes for resources mentioned in the conversation. Please reach out to us through the care line at 317-979-7133 or at help at caretochange.org. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and YouTube as well. Thanks for listening, and we hope to continue to foster practical solutions for positive change.